0: This week on Gamerhead Radio, I have returned from vacation and. Oh, am I hungry?
1: Oh, it's a good thing I've got some Metal Gear haggis for you, then.
0: That. Uh, well, I suppose that's an option. Gamerhead Radio starts now. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Gamerhead Radio, episode 168. My name is Charlie,
1: Technotronicorn Worthley. Candy Mountain, Charlie. I am Jonathan Santiago, aka Fallon Flynn. Morbius for Villains, come on!
0: And uh, I'm back here in studio. It's um it's been uh been an interesting couple of weeks and uh once again we are unfortunately presenting you with a not so normal show um <laughs> uh, we are missing a co-host as you may uh, or may not have noticed um you probably have noticed because how, how do you not notice when he's not here um goat is not with us um there's uh, i'm holding out hope that uh the, that he will be joining us a little
1: bit later but he is currently en route back from a villain's performance at uh john where was it at this was in uh, Columbus, Ohio. It was a first-year convention uh, for AnimeCon.org called Yoicon, Y-O-I, Yoicon. Yes.
0: Um, yes, yes, and so he is currently en route back and has gear to unload and everything, so we probably will not be seeing him, but here's hoping. Um, yes, yes. The but, odd thing uh,
1: that is, is that, that he's not here because of, like, my show, and I'm here, <laughs> but he's there, so It's just kind of crazy. You know, I, uh, I left... Columbus early this morning and drove straight here so that I could uh, make sure to be here for the show, so that we were not out two hosts, which i that I can't fathom that that would be fun to host a show by yourself.
0: Uh, I did it once before, um and no, it was not fun. <laughs> <laughs> um The intro music I used for the show was the
1: ah. Bye. <laughs> not song
0: yeah, that. Um, also, by the way, just referring to uh, a discussion from last week's episode, which I did listen to, yeah, I do know what Yoi is. So to be clear, <laughs>
1: yeah. F- figured you might. I figured you might yeah, be- being the professional that you are.
0: Um, yeah, so um, yes, I-, I used to watch a lot of anime, but just not so much anymore. Anywho, um, now it's just all ponies. <laughs> um uh, but um the so yeah, um Briefly, I don't want to go on about it for too long, but to just kind of want to just uh, summarize. You know, this is the point of the show where we just talk about how we've been the last week. Well, oh, the,
1: you got stories to tell, man. Uh, yeah,
0: a couple. Um, so. Uh, if, if you if you follow the show, then you'll know that, um, I, um, took this monumental, uh, cross continent road trip, um, from Chicagoland through, um, uh, Omaha, Nebraska through, we tried to hit Denver, but we're running late. So we didn't get a chance to actually stop through Salt Lake City, Utah. Um, up to Portland uh, and then up to past Seattle, uh, up to Vancouver. You'll see my finger is off the screen right now because we are now in Canada (laughs) (laughs) and um, spent some time in Vancouver with friends and then um, came back down uh, to um, uh, Bellingham and then Seattle and then made our way back home stopping of course, because how do you make, how do you go across the country without stopping at uh, Mount Rushmore? And then um, and then back home Um, and all this took what went over the course of 11 days and it was, Long and exhausting, and you know, you know vacations are supposed to be relaxing, right? This was not relaxing. There was absolutely oh, no, nothing no, relaxing no. about this. Not um, moving that that
1: that far that fast for that long. No, no,
0: no, no. Um, the um, I uh, you know, I I've. I've never taken a tour like in a band or anything like that you know like all all of us as you know have been musicians at one point or another myself the least compared to um, you know uh, Goat and John Um, Goat of course has um, toured and worked for several tours and he's talked Mm -hmm. about it now I I feel as though I have a tiny bit of insight into you know what it's like to go on a to go actually go on a tour and to live and be constantly on the move and doing different things every night Um, I'm a a tiny bit Goat not not a full understanding I'm not not even I'm not even going to try and say I completely understand just a little tiny bit, but, um, but yeah, no, it's, it's, it's still hard to think back and fathom to all of the things that we saw and did in those 11 days. It's, it's just crazy. We drove about, it was just, it was just shy. I think of about 5,000 miles in that car. Um, And, um, but, uh, but
1: a a lot of coverage, man, you guys got around. Yes. Yes.
0: Uh, but no, it was, I mean, if anybody ever has the opportunity and uh, the stamina to, uh, to to try and attempt to do anything like that, I highly recommend it. Um, especially like just doing it with me and Michelle. I mean, like it was, uh, it was a it was just a great bonding experience. I mean, like, you know, we had, we had an absolute great time. Um, you know um, you know, some people might wonder like, you know, you know, like, you know, like, you know, do, do we, you know, just from being such in, in, an, in an enclosed space for prolonged amounts of times, like, I don't know if this is impressive or not. I, I mean, it, it, we're not really fighters to begin with, but I think the fact that we didn't, like, have even, like, a single argument over over the course of this entire vacation, I think, is, I don't know, saying something.
1: I don't know. That, but, that's, called, that's called successful touring, Charlie. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah,
0: but no, it, it was absolutely phenomenal. I had an absolutely great time. Um Awesome. Yeah, but uh, um, aside from that, um, John, how has is, how is your week been? Uh,
1: my week was kind of kind of hectic in preparation for Yoikon. I had to, uh, you know, we had to squeeze in a little bit of rehearsal time, which, uh, you know, everybody in, in Villains has been so busy with their personal things outside of Villains that it has made it difficult for all of us to get together like we regularly do. Um, so we had to make time to squeeze in a rehearsal and, uh, make sure uh, didn't sound like shit this past weekend, which fortunately it did not. Um, we we also managed to squeeze in a couple of like surprised everybody and squeezed in a couple of uh, digital Mindy songs that were reworked into villains like arrangements. Oh, yeah, and uh, had a good time doing that. So that was primarily what most of my week was was comprised of. Uh, you know, outside of spending time with uh, with my wife and my son. Um, and that was it, man. You know, it was just all, all band stuff this week, you know? So. yeah, no so exciting. Well, I was, I was going to say no exciting road trip, but I guess technically that's not true since I just got back. Yeah. <laughs> mine was more like more, mine was more like a shotgun. Uh, like once a year I end up having a show like this just because of the way that things work out in my, my world with scheduling where sure. like, I have to like drive there. Like my head is on fire and the only water that can put it out is wherever I need to be. And then I drive there, stick my head in the trough, turn around and drive back. That's basically how this show was. You know, I got in the car, I drove, turned around, played, went to sleep, turned around and drove straight back in the morning. You know, I was probably in Columbus for less than probably less than 12 hours if if you don't count sleep. Um, So
0: that sounds about right. Um, But uh, yeah, so uh, so real quick programming note um, before we move on. Um, So this weekend I will also be out of town. I'm going down to Midwest and um, I uh, I will be in the air um, at, during our normal recording time flying back on Sunday night which I'm so mad at myself because I when I booked my Sunday night return flight, completely blanked on the fact that uh, the next day is Memorial Day and I don't have to work so I did not have to fly back on Sunday night to make sure I could be at work on Monday morning because I don't have to work. So, very mad about that but what are you going to do? Mm, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, I have since learned um, that apparently Southwest has free flight change please fees. So um I will be doing my best to fly southwest from now on in case I am ever stupid again. Um <laughs> but um uh but so as a result um um I will not be on the show next week um just because I don't think we're gonna be able to find a um a, uh, an alternate time to record. Um so um uh the show will be left in the capable hands of John and Goat again next week uh with maybe a guest host if they can wrangle one up. But uh yeah.
1: Maybe, maybe we'll switch it up for you guys.
0: Yeah. Maybe. Um but uh but yeah, no, but aside from that, um should be our regularly scheduled um recording, same same bat time, same bad channel, just yes, you know, yes. just just missing I don't know, who am I? Am I Robin? Am I Alfred? I'm certainly not Batman, I don't know. You you
1: would be you know, based on your uh I can't believe I'm actually getting this nerdy about it, but based on <laughs> your, your technical prowess, you would be Oracle. That's who I oh, uh, would
0: be. I'm 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 perfectly fine with that. Mm. Um but uh but yeah, so that being said, uh and
1: Bearded Oracle.
0: Anyways, I'm not going to think about that anymore. Um so uh moving on to releases coming out this week on Tuesday, May 24th. Overwatch it's getting its um a much anticipated release on the PS4, the Xbox One and the PC. Um uh which I guess is uh, looking at Kotaku's release log here, um, they say technically late Monday, so maybe they mean mm-hmm. the mid midnight release. I don't know unless it's coming out late on Monday
1: for some reason. I'm um, not really sure. I guess if you're lucky enough to have a copy, you'll be able to play it on the 23rd they're saying, but uh, you know most oh, okay. people aren't going to have that ahead of time. So, all
0: right, um, but I guess Tuesday is the official release date. Um, but uh, and then Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Mutants in Manhattan. Uh, okay, Uh PS3, PS4, Xbox 360, Xbox One, and PC. And the fact that it's being made for older consoles does not give me a lot of hope for the quality of the title. Call me crazy. Um, Dungeons 2 is coming out for the PS4. Last Blade 2 is also coming out for the PS4 and the Vita. Lumo is coming out on the PC and the PS4. Total War Warhammer is coming out on the PC. Crazy Strike Bowling EX coming out on the PS4. Downwell on the PS4 and the Vita. Retsnom on the PS4, that's R-E-T-S-N-O-M, that's the best pronunciation I can come up with, and Zombies, The Last Survivor is also coming out on the Vita, all that is on Tuesday, May 24th. On Thursday, May 26th, Romancing Saga 2 is coming out on iOS and Android, uh, and uh, Game of Thrones episode 4, Wait, uh, that can't be right, Kotaku, um, I don't, yeah, that's got to be a mistake, um, and Epic. <laughs> Hypo. Okay yeah or something um unless unless a whole new game of thrones season started up and three episodes are out and i don't know about it which i don't think is the case um and then uh let's see epic word search collection 2 on the 3ds um and those it looks like those are our releases uh for the next week in gaming john are you looking forward to anything on this list uh, i'm guessing overwatch
1: well, Overwatch without question. I know that I'm between the three of us. I'm the only uh, like competitive multiplayer guy, um, so it's hard to it's hard to get excited about something that I know you guys don't give a shit about. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's it's just you know for what it is. If you like that type of game, it's amazing. From what I got to play, um, so I'll I'm tell sorry. you.
0: I'll tell you what their promotion game for Overwatch has been just outstanding,
1: like stunning. You know why? I think when you when you have or make a product that is that that is that good, why like you've got to feel confident. You have to feel like yeah, I could push the hell out of this because you know. And we're we're gonna talk a little bit more about Overwatch. It's gonna be in the news a little bit. A couple of stories this week are actually Overwatch related, just because shit was good for them this week. So um, yeah, but we'll we'll save that for later. Overwatch. um, i I'm kind of my interest is kind of piqued by the Total War Warhammer thing because that's that's you know two great tastes taste great together. That's two different you know licenses coming together, which I'm gonna assume in this instance means the you know Total War style gameplay with a Warhammer skin on it is kind of how that reads to me. Um, so I, I would wouldn't mind checking that out. And then um, the name Downwell struck a chord with me, and I was like Downwell, Downwell. I, we talked about that. I'm pretty sure that that's the game that uh, Mr. Christopher Sabat uh, said that was his pooping game uh, when he was on the show with us oh. at uh, Anime Anime Apocalypse. That was his little uh, his little mobile game addiction. Remember, he's just like I don't have time to play anything, but when I do, it's down well, you know, while I'm pooping. So. I
0: vaguely remember. I remember him saying that. I don't. Yeah, yeah. It's been so long. I mean, I don't remember what I had for dinner last night. Basically, barely so um i do remember him saying something along those lines so if, if you think it was down well i'll believe you <laughs> i'll trust I'm
1: like you i'm sure which is amazing to okay. me that i could remember something like that because you know i have the memory of a goldfish really hmm. but uh yeah that's that's everything i'm excited for this week uh i am
0: not excited for anything <laughs> Lob, <laughs> the, uh, i i wish i were excited for overwatch i mean just like it looks fantastic um it's just it's do just yourself a
1: favorite. favor if you're not going to play the game watch the shorts because they keep putting out sh- I have, like short I, movies for each of the characters yes. over time. I have, I have, I have shit.
0: yeah, I have caught a couple of the ones that have come out and um, I'm impressed by them. Uh, the animation, yeah, I mean, yeah. Blizzard, so the animation is great. I mean, so there's yeah. no surprise there. But, um,
1: um,
0: yeah, no, that's about it. Um, I just, if have Blizzard is way smart, too much on my plate to be excited about anything on that release log, Overwatch included, I have to say.
1: If Blizzard is smart, they will team with like Netflix or somebody to do a Season of that as a TV show because God, it, 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 uh, watch anybody who's listening or watch listening to or watching the show, go go look up uh, the Overwatch shorts on YouTube, uh, find them, watch them, and tell me it doesn't make you want to just dive headfirst into that world and see what's going on. Yeah. So, yeah. If
0: there's one, if there's one thing Blizzard is definitely good at, it's 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 crafting interesting worlds and and interesting and you know fantasy not with you know notwithstanding believable characters oh um, yeah 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 they yeah.
1: are so. they're, they're yeah. masters at crafting lore and atmosphere yeah. you know
0: Yeah, oh, yeah so. that's that's the best way to put it for sure but um uh but uh but yeah so moving on john what have you played this
1: last week um this last week was uh a little bit more focused than than usual i went on this kind of streak where i was playing like trying to play like five games at a time and it was i don't want to say it was overwhelming i just found it hard to enjoy um anything because i was playing it for 15 minutes and 20 minutes and then trying something else and playing that for 10 minutes and then you know what i mean playing this for 40 minutes and i couldn't just especially if it was a story-based game i couldn't just drink it in the only thing i've played consistently for months uh was metal gear you know and um I am so burnt out on Metal Gear. I love it. It's great. I just can't look at it for a while. <laughs> so um, this week I played... Um, I, I restarted... Um, uh, oh, shit. My brain's not working all of a sudden. Um, the Telltale-style game with the two high school girls. Uh, with the two high school girls? Yeah, it's... Uh, oh,
0: um, uh, 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 strange. Um, uh, something... Life, Life is Strange. Oh, Life is Strange. Is it, yeah,
1: I can't believe yeah. I forgot that. Yeah, I, I restarted Life is Strange just because I started it in like November or something and played the first like chapter or section of it and then stopped. And I kind of wanted to start over and just let the whole thing wash over me again. So I restarted that. Um, I played, maybe it was to fill the void left by the fact that the Titanfall uh, beta closed <laughs> last week. But I was in a competitive multiplayer uh shooting mood so i put titanfall back and i know everybody thinks i'm insane for going back to titanfall every now and again but just love that fucking game you know i can't get enough of it um played some more killer instinct season three because uh they're going to be releasing um their third from the last for the season character which is like the big boss character they've build, been building up to for you know like the last two years is character gargos who was the sort of boss character in killer instinct 2 um and he looks great. It was really cool. So every time they're about to put a new character out, I get all amped for the game and want to play it again. Um, played some VR stuff on my Gear VR. Um, particularly spent time uh playing uh, uh Omega Agent. It was really cool. Um, a space game called End War, which is like you know it's a full control space game with pitch and yaw and roll and everything. It's great. Can make you kind of nauseous, but it's awesome. Um. And then I watched – I spent some time watching things on Netflix, uh, you know, on, on my lunch break at the day job um, because – well, just to see how – whether or not I would want to do that. And so I did that quite a bit. It was, it was cool. I watched uh, probably the second half of the first season of Flash that way and I'm uh, you know, about halfway through the second season of Flash.
0: How are you liking it so far?
1: Uh, I love it. I love it. It's uh, best, best superhero TV show on TV. And I've had some people argue with me about that. They like, were fucking Daredevil, and I love Daredevil, and it's awesome. I think Flash is a better show because the difference between the two of them is they both deliver what they come from really, really well, but one of them has absolutely no joy whatsoever. And I love Daredevil. I love the gritty realism of it, but it's not fun at all. Like, Daredevil's hard to get through because it's very, like... very it's taxing. It, it is kind of yeah. taxing. It's dark and dour and kind of bitter, and it's great. It's great. I'm not saying bad things about it, but... It's hard for me to get through because it makes me fucking tired. Um, Flash though is just some of the most fun I've ever seen. Like they, uh, you know, pardon my turn of phrase, but they went balls deep into comic book lore, man. Like <laughs> like right to the hilt, man. Um, so it's it's fun. I love it. I recommend it to anybody who likes comic book shows, and I recommend it to people who don't because it's very sciencey as well, which is fun.
0: Cool. Charlie, um, would you play? Well, first of all, I I have to ask you one more question, just because it's recent DC news. What are your? Do you have any thoughts or concerns or excitements about uh, the fact that Supergirl is going to be leaving CBS and is moving over to CW to join the rest? I think it's great. Yeah, you think so?
1: I think it's a great move. I think it was smart of them to do that. I think that it's only going to strengthen the brand between Flash and Arrow, Um, and I think it's. My prediction is is that if they can get if they get Supergirl over to, uh, CW, and successfully relaunch her it's going to open the doors for them to start adding other ensemble characters to their lineup like you know what would stop them from doing a Green Lantern show what would stop them from doing uh, getting the rights to Constantine and reviving that because that died over on another network and they managed to get him to reprise his character on Arrow for yeah. an episode so I mean like I, I keep them coming That's just keep them coming I love all of it I just want to bathe in it so.
0: <laughs> uh, Agreed on all points um uh but yeah so to answer your question as far as what i played um i'll tell you what um <clears throat> the um you know michelle and i we got home from our vacation and we were very tired and um you know we uh you know we had been sitting in a car for a really long time and we just kind of needed to stretch out and relax and just have some good you know some some us time and mm-hmm. so uh, what we did is we came home uh we turned on the lights and we lit some candles Ooh. and we put on some more comfortable clothing if you follow what I mean and we uh we snuggled up on the couch and I played Uncharted and she watched
1: (laughs) I knew that this was going to go to a gratiating place with a very happy ending Mm.
0: yeah and um so so yeah I started Uncharted and um uh, for for newer listeners that might be confused as to what just happened Michelle has something of a of a digital crush on uh, on Mr.
1: Drake so um Yeah, so... Probably the only man she would ever leave Charlie for. It's a good thing he's not real. Could be, could be. Um...
0: (laughs) So, um, and also, yes. Um, (laughs) um, but yeah, so I started Uncharted, but I didn't want to get too far into it just because I'm in the middle of other things. And, um, the other thing that I'm in the middle of is Tomb Raider and those have a lot of similarities. And so I didn't want to, I didn't, I don't want to play both of those at the same time just because they're so similar, you know, and in a lot of respects. So, um, so I played through like the first four or five chapters of Uncharted, um, um, just to kind of get a taste of it um and you know just so i could talk about it and just kind of you know be able to say yes cool. all the hype is correct the game is sure just oh my god um it's uh it's absolutely stunning I mean even just that initial screen that comes up that's basically like the loading screen it's just like a shot of like a, an overgrown like cave with like a skeleton hanging in like one of those cages you know and mm-hmm. just just that just that little shot with it's gently swaying in the breeze I mean mm-hmm. it it took me aback it is absolutely stunning so everything um, I've
1: seen of it running and and the opinions I've heard from the people who've played it that said is very fulfilling and that it is uh, it is the new the new high water benchmark for for console gaming I will,
0: I will agree with that it is it is gorgeous uh, but like I said I didn't want to get too deep into it um, and so I put it down and I went back to Tomb Raider um, I also kind of touched on um, on, uh, on uncharted a little bit just to sort of Excuse me. Uh, get me excited about it, and um, and to kind of like, you know, light a little bit of a fire under my ass to get through Tomb Raider, so I can get to Uncharted, <laughs> um, which worked. And so I'm at um, I'm at like 64 odd percent total completion on Tomb Raider. Um, I don't really have a sense of how far I am in the story. Um, it doesn't give me a story completion per- uh, percentage, at least that, not that I found. Um, I feel like I'm probably two thirds ish of the way through. Um, you did not finish it, John, correct?
1: No, I did not. I, when you and, and go talked about it a couple weeks back when we were all three on the show, um, you guys were in like a, um, had just gotten to like a train yard type, um, right. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, um, area. And I, I stopped like right just after that. Okay. So you guys are way ahead of me.
0: For those of you that have played the game for reference, um, uh, and this is, you know, very generically speaking. So I'll just say that, um, I am at the point now where I can go through the entrance to Katesh. And so if you haven't played the game, you, you have, you know, that's the, you know, there's no context there. So no spoilers, but, um, the, um, um I, I, get the sense it, you know, in a game where they say like, whenever you're ready, here's the door. That's basically telling you when you go through this door, you might not be able to come back out.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. So,
0: um, so. I'm. I sort of have stepped back a bit, and I'm going through, and I'm looking for um, like some weapon pieces and some various things. I'm just, just. I'm not out to 100% this game just because of reasons, but. Um, um. Um, I do, I do feel like I could benefit from a little, a little bit of buffing, a little bit of grinding, you know, just in terms of, um, you know, uh, learning some new skills and, uh, um, you know, getting some weapon, up- weapon upgrades and things like that. So I'm sort of just doing that a little bit. So I'll probably be going into katesha in my next playthrough, um, nice. which I have a sense is probably the last quarter of the game, you know, give mm-hmm. or take. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, but aside from that, um, you know, still enjoying it, still absolutely loving the story. Um, uh my uh John and my comments before about how the the and even Michelle when we, she was watching me play Tomb Raider today like made a comment about, like wow this game's really violent, and mm-hmm. I said you know, you know John and I mentioned the same thing it's it's uh it's much more murder simulatory than the last version of yeah. Tomb Raider was which is kind of unfortunate but eh, it's it's not ruining anything.
1: So, me, so have your opinions on on the narrative changed at all since we talked about it last, or do you still feel like it's not as important? Uh, of a game uh narratively
0: um i feel like it's gotten it's it's come up a couple bars um the um you know the the way that the story has come together and i just sort of i just sort of encountered a little bit of a plot twist that um mm-hmm. that made it more a little more interesting um so um the um, um i i would say that my opinion of the narrative has in, has improved since good, good. uh good. since the last time we talked about that gives it gives me hope um yeah uh I, I do still feel that overall like Comparing where I am in this game, comparing to where I, you know, to this point approximately in the first Tomb Raider, you mm-hmm. uh, know, reboot, I feel like you know the last Tomb Raider was a better story, but origin stories I think have a bit of an advantage in that regard, um, just because you know you're you're sort of. You know, it's it's more interesting to see how somebody became who they are as opposed to them already being them. So yeah, um, yeah, of course, absolutely. Uh, yeah. So um, so I I think um, I think I th- maybe taking that element out of the mix, I'm enjoying it the same. Maybe you know, maybe maybe that's a fair thing to say. Um, but uh, but aside from that, um, there's one other thing I want to talk about. Sure. And um, it's not a game that I played. It's a game that I read essentially. Um, hmm. if you are so, if you are not familiar with the book Ready Player One, um, this oh. has been on my radar. Since it came out in 2011, um, and um, everybody under under the sun has told me to read this book because I will love it, and I have foolishly ignored them all up until this road trip when I purchased the um, the audiobook to listen to on our on our 5,000 mile drive, mm-hmm. um, which was a brilliant thing to do if I don't say so if I do say so myself. Um, the um, so so here's what I'm gonna say: if you haven't read Ready Player One. Uh, stop what you're doing uh, start up a free trial on audible you can like pretty pretty much at every place under the sun you can find um, um you know like a you know like your first book or your first two books are free or something like that and then even if you just cancel after that um or something with but you know you might find that you enjoy audible quite a bit like i have um but mm-hmm. um any way you look at it um get yourself a copy of the audiobook of ready player one And here's why i say this is if you have read the book still go get the audiobook and listen to that and the reason is is because the audiobook is actually read by will wheaton and his his performance is absolutely stellar um I, i i feel like listening to him tell the story of this book um is better than it would have been had i my own like the the inflection that he put on the phrase is like the he actually acted out the book. He didn't just sit there and read it monotone. Because I've listened to a couple other audiobooks since, you know, because you know, in the course of my drive. Because this one book did not take up all of that driving. So there's this is one of three books that I listened to, and um the performance that he gave um you know it's uh the fact that he actually like acted out the parts and like put inflection and emotion into like the characters saying the things that they were saying um it was just a phenomenal experience it was almost like i was listening to the movie playing in the background with it just him narrating the things that you know weren't spoken aloud um it was -hmm. it was it was a phenomenal experience and the story and the book if you grew up in like the 80s and
1: 90s i mean John, do you, are you familiar with this book? Do you have any idea what I'm talking about? I, I own this book. Um, oh, okay, good. Uh, Mr. Ricky Keller, uh, one-time co-host and B-Squad co-host, Ricky mm-hmm. Keller. Um, he bought it for me for Christmas a couple of years ago. I've started it like three times, and I think I'm like th- three, three or four chapters into it. And uh, every time I try to get back, I love reading. I don't have a lot of time to do it, so it's very hard for me to sit still and focus long enough to get through a book. But I did not realize that there was an audiobook version of this. Yeah. Um, So maybe I might maybe possibly perhaps partake. So
0: I I highly recommend it. Um, Mm -hmm. For those of you who might not be familiar with this book, basically, it's in the future when virtual reality has basically become like the standard way that people use the Internet. And um a guy that is basically like the future equivalent of like you know, like a Bill Gates or a Steve Jobs. Like he's like just a visionary at what he does. Um, he grew up in the 80s. This is about maybe 20 or 30 years in the future, something like that, I think. Yeah, yeah. And um things have progressed to the point where he has basically created a it's kind of like Second Life in, in in that it's just like this giant massively multiplayer online game that but it does still have quests and things that you can do, but um, um it's called it's called the oasis and in the oasis basically it's got it's evolved to the point now where users can generate their own content and when i say content i mean they can the oasis is an entire universe filled with worlds and a Mm -hmm. user can go in there and build a world and make that world whatever they want um people have made worlds that are recreations of um uh, like classic video games so you can like go through it in virtual reality replay like old school, like 80s video games and things like that. Um, there's a planet called Arcade that the entire planet's surface is nothing more than just a bunch of arcades with cabinets that you can go to and in virtual reality play these old arcade cabinets. Um, you know, there are, they. I think if I remember correctly, the book estimates that um, like half of the world's population uses you know is a user on the oasis and yeah. so that's why they they do this is because it's so vast and they have so many users in there on top of that the oasis has developed to the point where it's um, has become like public schools are now transitioning to existing in the oasis instead of going to a physical public school with facility fees and employees and yet it's you know, crazy man you you instead pop on a virtual reality headset in your home and basically virtually go to this you know gorgeous you know monolithic marble hauled you know school that nobody had to pay money to build and um it's uh but you're still taught by real teachers who are also users of the oasis and people work in the oasis and it's just it's 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 a a fascinating concept but the story that this tells is basically about the creator of this game dies and he's like one of those like mad genius types and he basically says like i'm going to leave my entire um he has like no heirs i'm going to leave my entire fortune of like two like 3 or 400 like billion dollars like a ridiculous amount of money jesus christ i'm going to leave the entire amount to the person who can solve like who who can basically find this easter egg like a video game easter egg hidden in this game somewhere and to find it you have to like go through a series of like finding a key that unlocks a door that takes you to the next key that unlocks the next door. And then there's, so there's three keys and three doors. And I'm spending too long talking about this, but I can't help it because I just love the book. So damn much. <laughs> um, and it tells a story about a person who basically sort of stumbles into after, after, after the, this contest being launched, um, the, the main character basically sort of all of a sudden stumbles onto the first key after like, like five or 10 years of nobody finding anything. And so like, it's this giant deal. Anyways, fascinating story, fascinating read, whether or not you read it or listen to it, I still call it reading. Cause it's, it's the same. Um, do yourself a favor. Um, it, it, the book is absolutely just dripping with eighties and nineties nostalgia. Like awesome. the guy, like the guy flies he, in, in, in by the time the book is done, he has a hangar bay full of ships. One of them is an X-wing. One of them is a fire, a fi, uh, firefly. <laughs> Class vessel, and then one of them is a, a Delorean. Um, awesome, and so it's just it's just saturated with eighties, 80s, eighties um, 80s and nineties, um, you know, pop culture references. If folks and, don't
1: get around to reading it, though, it won't be very long that they'll have to wait because it is in production right now, uh, being filmed by Steven Spielberg. Yes,
0: uh, uh, slated to come out in twenty eighteen, so you still have a little bit of time to wait. Um, but um, but uh, but yeah, no, the uh, there's and. You know, that's the other interesting thing is just because of the amount of licensed properties and everything in this movie, I'm just going to I'm I'm going to have to assume even with Steven Spielberg being Steven Spielberg, there's no way he's going to be able to get every single one of the licenses that he needs to recreate the book exactly. So it's not going to be the same. Um, I'm sure I, I hope it will be excellent, but it's. There will be things missing there will be references that will be lost and things like that just because they couldn't secure the rights yeah read the book read the book listen to the audiobook please 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 i beg of you because it is just that good you will thank me but that being said now that you know we did the last week in video gaming let's see what the industry did in the last week in video gaming John, what do we have for news?
1: We've got a mixed bag of things. Um, so <clears throat> starting off at number five this week, we're we're starting out on a silly note. So um, we we've discussed the release some weeks back of a game called Omnibus uh, that was going to be coming out. Um, well, Omnibus is coming out, and it's there's going to be a special edition version of Omnibus, which doesn't seem like it's anything out of the ordinary for the average person, but... The company who created this game, they're named uh, Devolver Digital, has announced that the very special edition of its game coming up, which uh, Omnibus is a bus physics game. I don't care to understand that or even try to explain it. It's ridiculous and silly. Um, They're going to be putting out a $7,500 special edition of the game. That is a $7,500 special edition of this game. Does it come with a bus? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Brilliant. yes actually it comes with a fucking bus man i you know uh okay, i'm so that glad that, you cheap that, out, right? that does so so this is everything that's gonna that's gonna come in the edition 7500 will get you the game an original soundtrack <laughs> better give me a fucking soundtrack or something. <laughs> you know, to play in the bus obviously i know i hope oh, i would think and, and a real life <laughs> mci bus that quote may or may not have been used to motion capture life like bus movements for the game <laughs> but oh the,
0: so it's a used bus okay
1: yes but the bus <sighs> must be picked up by whoever purchases the game you got to go get the bus
0: where is the bus did they say
1: uh it's it's being stored at a, at a currently undisclosed location in north america so it is in the unite well north america could be canada for all we know but <laughs> um you know but uh, yeah yeah they, they did say that the game's coming out uh Officially on the twenty sixth of May, so that's technically a release for the coming week too, between now and when uh, when we're on the the air next week. Um, and that's going to be up for PC, Mac, and Linux on the twenty sixth. So you can you can do pre orders for the game ahead of time, but there's only obviously one edition of this game if you if you care to <laughs> purchase it. Um, this is by far one of the strangest um, one of the strangest. Pre-order, I, I don't know. Pre-ordered bonuses is it, is it is it count as a bonus?
0: Strangest, yes. Not the most expensive by any means. Um, yeah, I think well. I'm pretty sure that um, um Saints Row Three holds that honor still. But um ah,
1: yeah, that's disturbing. <laughs>
0: um, but uh, yes, definitely one of the strangest. Um, the uh, now, I I'm trying to recall. Is this a bus simulator like like? Like like semi, there's like a semi truck like like semi truck simulator like realistic or is it like crazy taxi
1: like that is no this this one that you're talking about is um they it's like a bus crashing physics game it's really silly it's oh. uh, no yeah it's kind of goofy looking um which I mean may it looks fun it's kind of I don't know how to describe the um. The graphical styling for it. I would say it's kind of um Minecraftish, maybe. Oh, um interesting. Just, like you know like like eight bit, like sixteen bit or whatever.
0: Game? Like pixelated?
1: Yeah, yeah, I would say. Yeah, something something akin to for sure. Um, but you know, I'm I'm not sure that I would I would pay for it. I'm not sure that I would pay seventy five hundred dollars for it even. Uh, I am sure um, that I would not. <laughs> yes. I, I i mean i almost kind of feel like if you're gonna put a game out about crashing buses into things it may, it's maybe not a good idea to sell it to somebody and then give them a bus because then maybe they will want to play the game like for realsies man yeah yeah that it's because people are crazy a uh, good job to them though that's good sense of humor man gaming needs more silly silly um coming in at number four this week. So we talked uh, last year about how um in it what we thought was maybe a a show of uh attempt to, to try and regain some face, uh some lost face, Konami was developing helping develop a uh prosthetic arm for a, a gentleman who who mm-hmm. lost his that was supposed to be inspired by the prosthetic arm featured in Metal Gear Solid Five, the Phantom Pain. Well, that uh that prosthesis has been completed. The gentleman who was supposed to receive that has received it, and he came out this week and uh, showed this awesome—I mean, ridiculously awesome-looking thing off, man. Um, there are several YouTube videos that you can find that actually show this thing in motion and like little mini documentaries that kind of display the whole thing. But do you have a screen? Do you have a
0: screen share? That, you can oh, go yeah, while we're talking oh yeah, yeah,
1: that's happening. That's happening. Um, so to to kind of catch people up on um, on on this story, uh, the gentleman who who Received this item was a uh, a fellow by the name of James Young. He's a 25 year old Londoner that lost his arm and his leg in a rail accident back in 2012. And uh, so this this ended up kind of coming coming to a head when they uh, Konami placed an ad talking about um, you know wanting to receive this prosthesis. And uh, 60 people replied to the ad, um, and he ended up winning the privilege and honor of, of having this thing. So I'm going to do a screen share here really quick and show you. This thing looks so fucking cool. It almost looks like something out of it almost looks like something out of a out of a I I don't know a science fiction flick, man. How about that? Oh, wow. Yeah, that's that's him wearing the the prosthesis.
0: Yeah, that's very um I don't know, very um
1: somewhere between Terminator and and like Mass Effect. Yeah, I would say. Yeah, yeah that's, the hand that's very... is kind of Terminator.
0: Um, audio listeners, um, definitely check out the link that we'll be posting in the show notes, or maybe just pop yeah. over to the video section, which will also be linked in the show notes here. Just so you can kind of see what we're talking about here. Um, and, uh, no, it's very, very cool. Looking that out. is also a hell of a harness that he's got on too. You know, thing I, I was funny. just going to comment on that, that I wonder, I mean, like. He you know, he gets an arm out of the deal, so I'm sure he's okay with it. But I gotta wonder if that thing's even comfortable to have strapped onto you. There's like one, two, three, four, five, six straps holding that thing onto him. Yeah,
1: yeah. It looks like uh like maybe like over here, like a, a piece for the neck that goes around the neck yeah. to keep it supported there and then a couple of cross supports and one that goes around his ribs and then they all tie together in the center and another strap that kind of comes out of this bit right here there's like a like a, yeah. like, a like a seat belt buckle in the middle holding the whole yeah, thing together yeah it's really crazy man but uh but uh you probably see a little bit better look at the grin on that guy's face man yeah, that is <laughs> one you know, happy dude. you know what he lost he lost his arm but think about it there are plenty of people who have prosthetics this guy has a one like this is unique on an extreme level you yeah, know no for sure just crazy so uh very very cool very very cool mm-hmm. oh i killed it um so <laughs> as far as as far as as this fella goes um supposedly um he was he was stunned. He said when he found out that that he had won and he was going to be getting this prosthetic, and um, the the entire arm itself was 3D printed too, of course. So, um, or rather, the hand is is 3D printed. I, I okay. uh, from what I understand, but there are. This is the way they describe it based on on the article that that supplements this. Um, the 3D printed hand is controlled by sensors that detect minute muscle movements in Mr. Young's back. Um, so this was, this was designed by, a uh, Bristol firm, Open Bionics. Um, they said it is substantially more dexterous than the rudimentary NHS prosthetic he acquired following his accident. Um, he can grip a bottle, he can give a thumbs up signal, uh, or offer a handshake. And they said it does all these other things. It's got a torch, a laser, a bank of led lights. It can be programmed to display different colors to synchronize with Mr. Young's heartbeat. There's a USB port in the wrist for charging phones or uploading data to a display panel and a mount for a miniature quadcopter.
0: <laughs> because of course.
1: <laughs> yeah, buddy. Look, um, if I ever ask you to cut my arm off, it's because these things were mass produced. I expect you to follow through and do the right thing, Charlie. Um,
0: only if you return suit.
1: Done and done. Cool. That there okay. is... Brothers, that's, don't shake hands. Brothers, got it. Right there. Uh, that's right. <laughs> um, moving on to number three this week, another follow-up to a story we talked about a while back.
0: Real uh, quick, before we move on, I just right. want to remind all the viewers that um, if you are watching, if there's anything that comes up, um, if uh, if you're participating in the Hangout version of this show, there's a QA and a module. Feel free to ask questions as we go. <laughs> (laughs) And we'll try and address those, um, address your questions there. Um, We'll also try and keep an eye on our social media presences, um, Facebook, the actual YouTube page for the show itself, in case you can't get into the hang on for whatever reason. And, um, and, and Twitter. So if you have any questions or comments as we go, please, we love to interact with you. That's one of the benefits of doing this live. Um, But, uh, but yeah, please, please take advantage. So, yeah.
1: Yay. Um, Moving on to number three. Um, So, if any of you guys are uh, near Santa Monica, California, and you happen to, pass by their great America location out there, you can go and officially visit the, uh, mass effect, uh, attraction that we talked about last year when it was announced. Um, it's open. It's open for business. You can go check it out. Um, the, the article that we're calling the information from says that it's an immersive, immersive theme park attraction based on mass effect. And, uh, they, they did a, like a kind of a private event for people and let them come in and try it out. General public though, um, can, can get in there now. Um, as the time of recording of this show. Um, they're describing it as Mass Effect New Earth, a four-dimensional holographic journey. Uh, ride has visitors wear 3D glasses as a live performer, as a live performer narrates a trip through space. Um, the six minute attraction features moving seats, a high resolution LED screen, and other sensory overloading technical effects. Um, this is kind of cool. I don't know if I would make a trip to California to go see a six minute attraction at Great America. What if I was passing through? I'd go. How do you feel about this, Charlie? Um, I buy
0: more of this, please, and closer to me, please. <laughs> yes,
1: yes. God damn it! There's a Six Flags right near here. Why not just bring it over here now? Yeah. On, well,
0: right? Six Six Flags is getting a, a kind of a unique attraction of its own, kind of in the same vein, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, with that uh, that DC thing that they've, um, I know that they've been promoting recently, but um, um, yeah, maybe maybe is maybe is that what they're doing? Like each of the DC parks is getting one of these like 4D animated rides. Um, possibly
1: so. I think that, I think it's something akin to that, yeah. Yeah,
0: but um, I mean, I I just, I hope I get to experience it because I I don't, I imagine this will be, this this will prove to be temporary. I mean, because Mass Effect is very popular among gamers, of course, but I mean, in the grand scheme of pop culture, um, I mean, like, I, you know I, I can't imagine that it's gonna stick around long enough before they decide to replace it with like something Bugs Bunny or or something that's a little bit more universal I guess I don't know
1: yeah um, yeah I'm mean, they used to it's kind of a similar story there used to be um if any of you guys have been to Disney World in the last like 15 years there used to be an attraction there that was like an alien I can't remember what it was called it was like aliens something. And you'd sit in this big circular room mm-hmm. and there were all these seats and everybody would sit in the room and there was a big glass tube in the middle of the room. I think it
0: was just called like alien encounter.
1: Maybe was, I think it was alien encounter. You've been on this, you know this. Yes. I, okay. b-
0: before it got changed into what you're going to talk about, I went on, yeah. I did an alien encounter and then I did the thing
1: after too. And it was the alien encounter was awesome. Awesome. Uh, and it would do these crazy things. Like there were the, the, the seats had these moving like hydraulic things that, that, played into it and there were like speakers and air cannons and stuff in it and what it was is in the center of the tube there was a big giant alien and you're supposed to be the room observing the alien and what happens is the grass glass cracks and the alien escapes but the room goes dark like the power goes out and the sound system in there was was like a surround sound stereo system and you would hear it flying around the room and you would hear it it would land on your shoulders and you would feel the the chair pressed down on you and it would like breathe on your neck and you'd feel its tongue flick at your neck and like all this really, it was really intense. Actually, it was really cool for the time. Yeah. yeah. They repurposed it into a Lilo and stitch ride.
0: Yep. (sighs) Yeah.
1: So yes, Charlie's right. They will probably repurpose this into something else if it does not do well or sell well. So if you're in Santa Monica, go support it so that we get more cool shit like this in other places. Cause this is kind of an uncommonly neat thing for video gaming uh, in the real world. So, absolutely Mm. all right moving on to number two this week our last couple stories are overwatch related but they were both too just too fucking good to pass up um one of these things is a massive massive community win it's really sweet um so a a fan of overwatch by the name of shane hickey shared on the overwatch twitter page a piece of artwork that his daughter created um she made her own character uh just as a fan it said this is my overwatch character and she drew it and colored it and and shane shared it with them the character's name is burst b-i-r-s-t um and that's cool and like uh, the overwatch twitter page responded and you know kind of said hey thanks and and uh you know here's here, we appreciate you sending it out but what nobody expected which i'm going to screen share for you here is What happened is one of the artists, one of the concept artists for Overwatch actually created like a sort of fully fleshed out, like drawn version of her character in the Overwatch art style and then responded. um, They responded with it. So um, to give you guys an idea, this was the original piece of artwork that the young lady created. This is her character. You can see down here the character was burst and um, this is the concept she came up with. Get ready to see how fucking cool. Like, take take all of it in. Look at the here, <laughs> this purple. I don't know what the hell the purple thing is. This here, these things, and yeah, so, is- so
0: so for the audio listeners, try and imagine. I mean, like this is this is um, you know, a very uh, you know, it was it's it's very clear that the artist uh, cared very much about this drawing. But um, I would say that she still has um some improvement to make on her drawing abilities. Um, still draws but, better than um, I do. Uh, fair, me too. Yeah. Um, no. But uh, yeah, uh, yeah, it's yeah. Just, just check out the links from the show notes so you can see exactly.
1: And, and when there's, you there's, see, there's no, way the could,
0: there's no way I could possibly explain this well enough.
1: Part of what makes it so amazing is is that when you look at the picture, it, you'll see all these little uh, things floating sort of away from her body. Or you're not. There is no reasonable way to make these look functional or usable or explainable in any possible way, including the. Sort of a halo ring over her head, yeah. and of is course, that a broom or is that a skirt? I can't tell. That's what I'm saying. Until until Blizzard's geniuses get their hands on it and then turn it into this. Oh, holy crap! Yes, so it's a little hard to tell from the image on the screen share, but um, with that look, the the little ring that's that was above her head, it's a it's it's a looks like it's a hair, like a braid tied up over the ring that's floating.
0: Well, it looks like it's also the emitter for the energy field surrounding her now.
1: Yeah, exactly, like an antenna almost, you know. And they managed to squeeze the two green orbs in, and then these are connected to two things to attach to the side of her head. What a fucking win! What a cool thing, man. This is awesome to do.
0: You know, audio listeners, definitely check this out.
1: Yeah, of all the of all the things they could have done, so. That's uh, that's our number two story for the week, uh, and good on you, you know Blizzard. Now, is this just a concept
0: art done for the fun of it, or is this character beginning to be making it in game? Did they say?
1: No, no, this was this was concept just for the fun of it, but okay. you know, um, still, still awesome. Yes, yeah. I mean, how can you go wrong with that? It's just cool on every conceivable level. Um, our uh, continuing sort of discussion here of uh, Overwatch and what's going on with them. Is going to lead us to um, what I can only describe as one of the coolest PR stunts I've ever seen a gaming company pull off and kind of calls back to what I was saying with um, Blizzard obviously feeling very confident about not only Overwatch's sales of impending sales, but also feeling very <laughs> confident about the quality of their product, the strength of their product. Overwatch this week started popping up all over the place randomly. Unveiled gigantic Overwatch figures in full packaging. We're 15 foot tall action figures. Charlie, have you heard about this?
0: I saw the pictures, yeah, that uh, we got posted in the Players Club. They're shit. Yeah, super impressive.
1: So I'm going to screen share one more time just to give you guys an idea. Oh, it's so cool. What the fuck? yeah that's the coolest thing i've ever seen
0: if you're watching the stream that that looks like it might be sitting on somebody's desk no no
1: no that is like like 15 feet tall i'll scroll up i'll scroll up and show give you a concept of how big these are
0: there you go yeah
1: that's it yeah that is how big this is and what kills me is like look look at the little weapon accessories man yeah um genji like how cool is this shit Yes, and then, uh, and then Farah. So I mean, it's just amazing, man. And I'm gonna say something. If, if Blizzard doesn't just take exactly what you see here and turn it into, you know, like a like a like a nine like, inch figure, eight actual inch actual purchasable
0: action figures. Yeah. Yes,
1: <laughs> packaging and everything. Do exactly this, and I I will buy them. I will buy them, and I will, I will waste money on them. <laughs> and my wife will leave me for wasting money on them and it's awesome um i've also heard too that the um the that there's like print and text in various places uh and then on the, the backs of the boxes too um supposedly very very um very very clever or smart kind of um just packaging options. Everybody said it was just really, really cool. And uh, the print and text on it was was really neat and very original. So I, I appreciate you, Blizzard. You make me want to rub Overwatch all over my face. <laughs> I
0: um yeah. I mean, I, I can't remember the last time I've seen a company so successfully market a game. I and mean, we, yeah. we've seen most of the marketing stuff we talk about in the show is marketing failures. Like yeah. with, um, yeah. you know, like with... Um, uh, um, Dante's Inferno and stuff like that. It's just yeah. like it's
1: completely- Beatrice. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I can't, can't make uh, a drinking like- game out of how often he goes, Beatrice, no.
0: <laughs> um, that would require me to play that game again. So no, thank you. Um Jeez. but um, you know, the uh, yeah, so so most of the marketing stuff we talk about in here is marketing failures, I feel like, but uh, this is an absolute marketing win. Um I can't remember the last time I've seen a game so so thoroughly and effectively marketed. And even for somebody who has no interest in the game, I mean just with the care and the effort and everything that they're putting into just showing people how awesome their game is. I mean, I'm definitely interested. So the fact that I'm interested, I think kind of speaks volumes because this is just not my thing at all. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, well done. Well done, Blizzard. Absolutely.
1: Um, I can only hope that, I mean, I'm going to assume just based on, you know, almost 10 million, you know, beta players if, if a third of those buy that game for full price, it's going to be a, like a crushing success, the likes of which gaming hasn't seen in a while. Um, I want it to be massively successful because I want them to take the lore of it and develop it into lots of things. It's amazing. I, I'm really digging it. Agreed. Um, yes, yes, yes. Um, so um, th- that's going to do it for the news this week. I know it was a little Overwatch heavy, but um, They, we're gonna say? They crushed it this week. Yeah,
0: it's you know they they stole the spotlight for sure, and so that's what happens. Um, also, you know, considering that we're in the run up to E three, I mean, the fact that there is anything to talk about right now, we're very happy about. Yeah. So, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Quite, uh, quite. It was not easy to find news for you guys this week. Thank God, Overwatch decided to do some rad shit. Yeah,
0: but um, but yeah. So um, uh, so moving on to our our feature for the week. he had touched on this um, a little bit before, uh, uh, i should say john and goat um, talked mm-hmm. about this a little bit before just about the idea of what ha- what 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 we thought, what, what what we might think would happen if gaming were to go 100% like streaming like on demand sort of like that um, um, that uh, what's that playstation um, access or whatever it's called um, the system if that, if just gaming were to just go that way completely yes and, i mean
1: uh, to, there was a little bit of confusion in the mailbag about it which we'll talk about a little bit later but um. To be clear, m- specifically, what we were discussing was not that gaming would just become streaming all the time in that way that there would not be some sort of device with which to stream it from, but more like so. Like Netflix is a streaming service that has the licenses to do lots of different movies from lots of different film studios. I was speaking something akin to that. Um, oh,
0: see, I misunderstood that as well. So, or like
1: HBO Go um has their own like digital service amazon has instant video um more it was kind of sort of related to like ea access um where like what would stop a company from capcom in the streaming age from saying this is the capcom library of games and instead of spending money on the packaging expense um Why wouldn't we just do kind of like Electronic Arts is doing? We'll charge you a flat fee to play whatever games that are in this library at this time, you know, like monthly, like Netflix. Not like a a lot of people in, in the mailbag, and I think a lot of people misunderstood, like subscription service like World of Warcraft where you're subscribing to a game. To stream it and download oh the stream.
0: yeah no no, no. Yeah. okay so so here's here's how i took the question which is how i intended to word it when i put up the mailbag question mm-hmm. on on this past thursday um is is kind of like yeah it's it's not like you have to pay an individual fee for each game like world of warcraft mm-hmm. style it's more about um you know the um so so here here's my thought process is that mm-hmm. um you know the um with with you know with the logical continuation over the fact that you know game companies are now including digital distribution for you know day, you know day and day and date release uh, for digital distribution for all of their games, um, you know it's kind of a big deal when they started doing it in the first place, and now pretty much everything is available digitally um, the same day it comes out on disc, if not only digitally. In some cases, of relatively major titles, kind of like um, um, the um, uh, the Witness, you know that's, that's a relatively high-profile game only available digitally, um, yeah. you know console exclusive, but still. Um, the um you know so so it's it makes sense to me like if if i'm running a video like if, if i'm mr playstation and i'm you know if i'm fantasizing about what my about how the playstation ecosystem would would go over the years to come i mean my wet dream essentially would be that the like games would only be available streaming from PlayStation servers, that there would be no discs, that it would be, you know, uh, you know, a subscription-based access kind of like a Netflix kind of model where you basically pay. If you're paying, you can have access to whatever you want, but if you're not if you stop paying, you don't get access to anything. Um, because that that almost certainly, you know, completely, you know, I mean that that basically gets rid of ninety-nine percent of the possibility of piracy. I mean the pirates are you know, very, you know, they, they're very creative people, so it's entirely sure. possible they would still find a way. But um, you know, the um to me that's sort of like the ideal dream for like you know for a playstation or for a micro or for you know for xbox or whatever so that they can just control and just be in charge of and manage everything that they don't have to worry about all these different x factors they don't have to worry about like you said retail and, and you know the sales channels and the distribution and the packaging and the yada 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 um, so from them from their perspective it sounds like a great idea from my perspective it sounds like shit
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah so the, the I can think kind of one of the other like arguments to the side this is where you you hear a lot of people saying i think that maybe maybe consoles may go the way of the dodo here coming up to be clear um i don't think anybody will ever be able to kill pc gaming because it's this like weird like three-headed monster it, it is it's it's hail hydra you know <laughs> cut one head off and another will grow back in its place is very much how pc gaming is people have been proclaiming the death of pc gaming for years but because of the fact that there are so many factors that go into it i don't think that you can kill it off the way that consoles can be hurt and so let's say microsoft or sony say all right we're putting out the next playstation the next xbox um what's to stop a company like electronic arts from saying well we're going to develop not necessarily a console but we're going to develop a streaming box like the roku roku serves a very specific purpose and is kind of like killing blu-ray players for a lot of people because it's this fucking big and you can any type of streaming service on there you can use so what's to stop a company like Electronic cards or capcom or namco or somebody who has a sizable enough library with well enough known games what's to stop them from saying all right whatever we develop under our banner will be released and you can stream it um, as part of your monthly subscription cost on our, you know, uh, on the Capcom box, you know, or or the Namco box, you know. So, spend, so you're so you uh, 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 yeah, spend a hundred so, bucks on our little box, okay. and it's like thirty dollars a month subscription cost, and you can play whatever fucking games you want, and whatever's coming out, you play as part of the subscription cost. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, what's to stop companies from doing that?
0: Uh my response to that is that I don't think game developers want to get in the hardware business. I don't think that that's something that they want to worry about. I don't think that's something that they care to worry about. Yeah. Um, I, you know, the, I could see them maybe partnering with somebody like, you know, letting Alienware or somebody like handle like a little like, you know, steam box kind of a thing sure. where, you know, where they handle the hardware and then they just say, and you know, it, it, it's, you know, it's the, you know, the Capcom box by, you know, by steam or by okay. Dell or whatever. I mean, so,
1: whatever. um, if so let's say you're right about that let's say just completely hypothetically let's say that exactly that happens alienware says we want to try and get in on a cut of the the console gaming business and we want to do it our way so they meet and talk to you know all the the major you know uh, publishers and say we've got the answer to the console we've got this steam machine type thing like you're talking about come to us in the next console war there's no console war just bring your games here you can charge your flat subscription fee. We win because they buy our box service, and you know you don't have to worry about exclusives. You don't have to do. There's no cross-platform. You don't have to worry about any of that shit. Just whatever subscription service you want to sign up for. Let's say, um, you know, let's say for the sake of reasonability, it's twenty dollars a month to sign up for. That becomes the industry standard for the model. Twenty bucks to go and and play electronic arts games and, and enjoy those and stream them and install them and play it on that box. What, what's to stop somebody from doing that?
0: Well, the other side of it that I just thought about is that I, I don't know. Cause, okay. So, so in your scenario, if I'm understanding you correctly, mm-hmm. you've got, you would have to play EA games uh, Now are you suggesting this would be the only the only channel to play these games? like would you have to go this route or would they still be available on the other in, in the more traditional ways?
1: Um, well no okay so the box let's say that the box allows is, is strong enough hardware to allow whatever is streamed on it to work. It's just that like you have to subscribe to each individual, you know what I mean? like uh, whatever publisher you sort of prefer if their games are available on there.
0: No, so- sure, but I mean like if so like if if Capcom does this and they say here's the Capcom box made, you know, yes. made by whoever and you know you pay 20, 15 20 bucks a month you get to play all the Capcom games mm-hmm. that you want, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. My question is in, in your scenario that, as you're imagining it, can people still buy Capcom games as they always have on their Xbox or their PlayStation or whatever? Is all that is that ecosystem still in existence and this is just I
1: would I would think yeah. that yeah, like like I'm talking about digitally because if the, oh, if the end game is to get rid yeah. of it, the packaging portion of it, we get rid of physical games, which the industry has been trying to do for years unsuccessfully because right. of people like us who like to have a physical game, like to collect a game. Sure. Um, yeah. I mean, what, why wouldn't you, I mean, you say like you can either pay like this marked up premium that over time, like is was going to be more expensive than just buying the one fucking game you want. Cause I looked at EA access. It was an intriguing concept, but they only had about a dozen games in there at the time, and I've played half of them, and the other ones I didn't give a shit about. Yeah. So it would have to be a pretty robust library for me to want to play all that stuff, you know. Um, but you, you could, I think, yeah, it would be reasonable to buy at full price, you know, the regular full game if you want.
0: Well, okay, so so he, so I, I don't think I'm asking my question properly. So so let me just answer your question mm-hmm. in the two, in the two directions. Um, if the, you know, PlayStation and Xbox and Nintendo ecosystems are still in existence and still operating as they are. And Capcom decides, just as an example, you know, Capcom, yay, whoever, decides mm-hmm. that they want to go this direction. Um, if you were still able to buy, you know, the next Street Fighter on a disc or download it digitally to your Xbox or your PC or whatever, yes. or, or your uh, or your PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why anyone would buy this Capcom exclusive thing, because it would have to be extraordinarily the value price for it? To no, be no, no. It? I think because you're misunderstanding me. me. Because okay. it
1: wouldn't be a Capcom box. It would be like, let's say that um, Alienware makes a box that has the option to install the app for each game company. You just have to subscribe to it. Okay, you know so, I mean? so it's not a Capcom specific box. No, it's like, think of it as like a Roku where like you okay. can install Roku and like I don't subscribe to HBO so I can install the, the HBO app but because I don't subscribe to HBO I don't have the option to watch their stuff. You know, but I do subscribe to Netflix and I do have an Amazon Prime account so I have instant video. I can install those apps but the other ones are there as an option if I want them but the Roku acts as like a master box just like okay. Xbox or the PlayStation does. You know, but what what's to stop somebody from just coming out and putting out this one thing and saying, just put all your apps here, Roku style, and I'll be the one thing. You know, what I mean?
0: well, so so and and then in that case, why wouldn't these game companies just do like EA accesses on the consoles that already exist? Why would we want another box to do this?
1: On? I'm saying in the in the upcoming console war, like, but that depends. Think about it like this: you could spend you could spend four hundred dollars, three or four hundred dollars on an Xbox or a PlayStation, or you can drop a hundred bucks on something like a Roku that. You know, they're so not. if it if it only
0: that. does streaming, if the horsepower yeah. for the games is off-site yeah. then the local box doesn't need to do that much. Yeah. So you're, you're thinking like a PlayStation TV
1: kind of. That's thing. what I'm saying. Yeah. So I know.
0: imagine it'll be just as successful as the PlayStation TV was.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> no, no, I, no, I don't think so because PlayStation TV is not offering what PlayStation people want, which is no, I know. Fast, right? You know, not to mention, I think that once Google Fiber becomes a common thing and the internet is a much faster thing, where you can damn near play a game without having to there won't really be a download time that you know seconds minutes you know what i mean and then you're just launching right, right. into the game that's the the time that i'm talking about that a lot of analysts i think are talking about sure coming up
0: um if i i would i would think that when we get to the point of of the technology catching up to the point where for that to be possible I mean, these game developers already have relationships with Microsoft and Sony. I imagine that Microsoft and Sony would be the ones to come out with this $99 box. I, it, yeah. I I, think it would be hard for a third, well, fourth, excuse me, company to come in and come out with another offering for the streaming-only platform just because they don't have the existing, you know, retail and vendor relationships and sure, everything. Sure. So, um, but you so, got to remember,
1: if you think about the industry, it, is there not always an underdog just around the corner um, that, that says... That's a big change in emotion. Is that not what happened with the PlayStation, the original PlayStation? I-
0: I think I think the yeah. way the reason that that was able to happen is cuz there were there, there were only I mean it was basically only Nintendo and Sega. There were only two competitors. You know. Sure. We we have sure. you know we have three currently. So for an underdog to come in and try and upset a three competitor market, I don't know, I think that's a significantly bigger challenge than somebody coming in hmm. and upsetting a two competitor market. Um, not to say it's not impossible, of course. Um, sure, I just sure. I just think that it's there, there are so many hurdles in place. I like, if, if I'm, you know, if I'm a game developer, um, I would be concerned about, um, you know, putting all the time and money and investment into something like this and just have it end up being, Mm -hmm. you know, turning into, what was that Android streaming box that basically tried to do kind of this? Um, Mm -hmm.
2: um,
0: uh, what was that? What was that game streaming service on that, that, that already basically tried to do this, um, Uh, play on,
1: I don't know. No. Um, I know what you're talking about. It was the something
0: that they basically tried to do this already, I think. And, um, yeah. it didn't, and it failed. Now, I think that particular service failed because the, the ecosystem, internet speeds and everything is not up to snuff yet. And I think, I think they were ahead of their time. Um, but um, so, you know, maybe in five or 10 years when the, the state of internet, especially in the United States is better and people aren't, you know, especially in urban areas aren't stuck with a maximum of a three meg internet connection, which is just not, you know, it's, not, <laughs> not, it's just not going to happen. You know for this kind of service you know the um i think inter- i think i think you know the absolute the absolute most important thing that needs to happen is that our internet you know uh, you know um um, you know well the internet in, in the united states get needs to you know needs to catch up and it needs to be more robust and it needs to be more reliable and um and and more uh, consistent in terms of the, uh, you know, the experience and the service that is, that, you know, that users get, they also need to not, you know, continuously be shafted by companies like, you know, at Comcast slash Xfinity and, and pricing and things like that.
1: Uh, you are um, not wrong.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, I think, you know, that's definitely the bigger challenge once, you know, once the, the, the state of our internet improves, I mean, that opens up worlds of possibilities, like it, with this exact same thing that you're talking about. Um, you know, um, you know, obviously, I, I don't actually know anything about, you know, the, um, you know, the politics and relationships of video game developers and how that actually works. Um, you know, I'm sure that there are some comments in the mailbag kind of touching on this a little bit. I haven't gone through them all because we have a really good uh, set of responses
1: this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did. But we did. Um, um,
0: yeah, I am. But with with the specific scenario that you're that you're suggesting, my, you know, my my reaction would be that a company would want to go with, um, with one of the existing, you know, console manufacturers, um, you know, for a solution like this, just because they're kind of sort of doing it already. They have experience yeah. and they, they, you know, they have the, you know, the manpower and the financial, you know, power to be able to, you know, to, to do it as opposed to a new company coming in that might run out of money. You know? I mean, you never know, mm-hmm. um, but, uh, that, that, that's my take, but in general, I hate the idea. I hate the entire concept of the idea because, the um you know i tried that playstation access service and um i have i have a 100 megabit internet connection i mean like you know it's you know it's uh you know it's 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 nothing to scoff at by any means and it was just unusable the um you know i was you know playing just like a basic platformer. i don't remember what the game was at this point but it was just a basic platformer not even like a you know like a like a like a twitch action first person shooter or something like that just a basic platformer and the lag in between like me just trying to you know b- between what i was doing on the controller and what was happening on screen just and just trying to jump around to some mm-hmm. some basic jumping platforms like in the very first like you know where, where you, you know the very first level is unusable completely unusable And that's so um, unfortunate, man. Yeah. And so um um, I I just, you know, it's I I have a hard time believing that our internet connections in the United States are and probably and you know many other places in the world as well. I don't mean to single out the US here, is um are ever gonna get to the point where lag is so minimal as to be able to support something like this. Um, Um for I mean, especially for something that's you know that's you know that that's twitch game i think what would need to happen is that the streaming it would need to well see that kind of diver- defeats the entire purpose i was going to say that you know you would kind of need to like download the pete like the level of the game that you're playing on to play it locally but then the processing would need to happen on your local thing and not out on a big server on the internet and so now it doesn't work on a 99 dollars box anymore yeah, so I don't, yeah, yeah i i don't know i have i have a hard time seeing it ever really take off to be perfectly honest i mean just you know with with all with all the headaches and just the uh you know the, the various crap that you have to worry about to to make it work right um i would rather spend a couple hundred bucks on a console and play the games locally that's, i'm that's gonna
1: me. i'm gonna play devil's advocate to the other side and say that i don't think that it's gonna happen with the current uh internet infrastructure that we have but a lot of the the people who work as analysts are that's part of why they're they're signaling the death of the console before the next cycle or within the next two cycles is because once those internet speeds are off to snuff, whether, whether they, I mean, maybe it will be Microsoft and Sony, who knows that um, a lot of the companies are going to try and go the same direction that the movie industry has gone. Now where streaming, streaming, for, I think in 2015 was the first year that streaming video uh, and digital video sales were, um are overtaking physical sales finally. And it's been a slow, slow crawl towards that state. But, um, I was talking with my, my 21 year old niece, uh, last week. Um, and we were talking about DVDs and, uh, cause I, I used to get her DVDs for her birthday every year because she's a big movie buff when she was a kid. And she's like, you know, I don't, she's like, I don't even put a DVD anymore. I don't, touch them why would i touch one unless i absolutely have to or if i just that movie is not available digitally on a streaming service and i own it then i'll watch it but even then usually i just find something on a streaming service because putting a dvd in is too much work which made me laugh you know because i harken back to the days of vhs because i'm old as shit but um you know it's just funny i i don't think it's going to happen anytime soon but i do think that in the next Inside of the next decade, I think that we're going to see something akin to this happen once the technology catches up to the concept with uh, with the speeds of the internet. I think that that's the biggest barrier for doing it. I will always prefer to have a physical copy of a game. Always, 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 always. Because, and I still yeah. feel this way even about even about streaming video. Now, you're not you're not purchasing those things; you're licensing them, and if that license becomes revoked for any reason, you're not really obligated to give you your money back um yep. you don't you don't own it it's not yours it's you don't own it you know that oh, yeah. that argument's really old you know i yeah. understand but i feel the same way about games i'll always prefer i don't mind a digital copy for certain things but almost always for a real game a good game i'm always going to want a physical copy
0: yeah and the big thing you have to remember too is that it's you know speed is not really the issue when it when it comes Mm. to you know online gaming working properly it's all about lag it's all about latency you know between you know between you pressing a button on your controller that button press getting to san francisco or wherever the servers are and then you you know it whatever that button press does happening on screen and then you seeing that happen back at your home i mean that that loop Mm -hmm. is you know that lag is what for me at least absolutely ruined, you know, playing streaming gaming altogether. The game looked fine. You know, it's just, it, there was too much lag. And, um, you know, the, um, you know, it was, you know like streaming, like video and, and audios, like, you know, like, you know, whether it's Spotify or Netflix or any of that, mm-hmm. um, is, is complete. It doesn't matter what the lag is. I mean, like, you know, it doesn't matter if the movie is playing five seconds later than you press the button because once it starts, it's you know it's going to keep going you know and so yeah, like yeah. lag is a uh, complete non-issue you know for that kind of thing and so i'm not surprised at all that that music and video sales are increasing because the you know internet speeds are you know for the most part um with the kind of people that would be interested in this you know with the target customers for stuff like this are, yeah, yeah. are up the snuff it's the lag and latency that i yeah. think is going to be holding back streaming gaming you know for for the foreseeable future mm. um i would say definitely for this console cycle and my prediction for at least the majority of whatever the next console console cycle ends up being i can see the next console cycle going you know very heavily digital distribution maybe if they take away the disc slot and make it digital only but the processing i believe is still going to be done on the console i don't see streaming coming it, it'll have to be later if if you ask me Cause just cuz latency is is such a huge problem right now i don't see that being fixed anytime soon
1: yeah i believe it
0: so Anyways, so that's our thoughts on latency. Um, as uh, well on latency.
1: <laughs> well, I <laughs> mean, technically, it was our thoughts on latency. Yeah. as Well, but.
0: um, but also on uh, on the concept of streaming gaming, you know, Netflix style gaming, just in general. Um, you know, the um, if you guys have any comments on the matter as we go, again, feel free to put them on the YouTube page in the Hangout Q and A section, um, on our Facebook page, or tweet at us, and we will uh, do our best to um to uh, incorporate your feedback into the show as we go but um, moving on to the mailbag section (music) this week in our mailbag we asked you um if all gaming were to go subscription streaming only how would that affect your playing habits and what would be a fair price um john i believe you have some um responses to this on your personal page correct so while you're pulling while you're pulling those up i have a tweet response and a couple Mm -hmm. responses on the page here that i'll read first um first on our facebook page um uh chris bertohan replies um i'd likely be gaming a lot less um i have fiber optic internet and even still streaming games is a mess probably for the exact same reason i'm saying um also side note um, um Oh, uh, so he mentions that apparently some of our most recent episodes haven't been on our SoundCloud channel. Chris, sorry about that. I will, I will get to fixing that. Um, and then on Twitter, we got a response from Paranormal Video Gamer. Um, he says, "If that happens, sorry, I won't be playing any new games for a very long time. I like owning games, not renting." Basically, echoing uh, John's sentiments, which I also agree with. Um, so yes, very much, very much agree there. John, what do you have on your page? Uh,
1: on my page, uh, I got a, res- a couple of responses. Jessica Johnson said, uh, it would depend on what the subscription entails. Is that unlimited play for all games on X console for Y dollars per month or year? Is um, is it Y dollars for one game per month year? Um, I played World of Warcraft for three years almost exclusively. I don't play anymore because I'm not getting the time out of it that uh, of what I'm paying for. Um, I've been playing Elder Scrolls Online, Uh, now for months on and off no subscription just a one-time fee i will continue to play that until it is no more Uh, subscription gaming is not the way to go more than one model is proving this Um, mac reynolds said a monthly subscription of ten dollars or a yearly subscription of ninety dollars seems fair to him uh kara ferguson says subscription gaming honestly it's why i don't play wow anymore shit's too expensive i buy my games used and play them as much or as little as i want uh, dash said, I would pretty, I would be pretty strictly, pretty strictly a pirate. I'm poor. <laughs> <laughs> and then sissy or says, I'd be glad to have backups of my old systems because I'd never play in new games again. So, um, that was, that was everything I got in terms of response. That's one thing we didn't discuss about a, like a, a monthly subscription service. Charlie, what do you think would be a fair cost? Um, If you were to subscribe to, let's say, just EA or just Capcom or because I think EA's um, cost is $30 monthly right now for their kind of rotating catalog of items. The well, I mean,
0: I I know the EA access thing on Xbox is, um, you know, they like that's the, the subscription fee that you pay there is only old content. Yeah. uh i don't you know you you get like early access and i think like a discount on purchase purchasing digital copies of new games when they come out mm-hmm. but they're not in the vault you know they're not um you know they're not games that you get you know just like carte blanche access to netflix style when you sign up for the service so um i'm not sure what that 30 price point you're referring to is i think their 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 their, their price for like the vault is like it's like six or seven bucks a month um and so so that's so to answer your question, um, it depends on if if it's like vault style where you get old stuff only, mm-hmm. like I wouldn't pay more than five or ten bucks a month for that. probably honestly, not at all for for if you know, for a subscription plan that only includes old content. If right. it includes brand new games when they came out, I could see on a per studio basis, like a per developer basis, mm-hmm. um, maybe maybe ten at the most fifteen dollars a month. but the problem is that in with the way that I play games, you know i'm not I'm not a I'm not a developer loyalist, you know, and so like for this to work for me, I would probably have to sign up with every single you know every, all the major developers and those individual costs will add up very quickly. all of a sudden, I'm paying sixty bucks a month. You know which is the cost of a game and yeah. i play i play about a game a month so at that point why would i even do this anymore why wouldn't i just go buy the game which then i can sell when i'm done with it or trade or borrow or lend or whatever so that kind of the the the, the cost would need to be to the point where it really makes it you know like i are there developer loyalists is that is that a thing like i know like square is an example like square you know square soft back in the day especially yeah. Oh, yeah, and square yeah, enix yeah. to a point now you have people that will play like that, that played back in the day every single square soft game that came out
1: i i don't know if i would say um i don't know if i would say the loyalists um i think i think more back in the day like you're saying there was i don't know about now i don't know if the the current climate of gaming allows for it i think yeah um
0: yeah, I think that's going to be one of the biggest wrenches in this plan too, is because you know if you know you know people, I I'm sure there are exceptions, you know, don't get me wrong, but you know I I don't really feel like that kind of person exists anymore, where they where you know they want to play, where there's a person that wants to play every single EA game that comes out, they're willing to pay 15 bucks a month, you know, just for the EA games, you know, because you know I I think a lot of people are, you know. Like you might get like the Call of Duty people, where you know they where all they really care about playing is Call of Duty, yeah. and so for them like an Activision plan, or like you know the fighting game people, for them like a Capcom plan might might make sense. But I think like I suppose like maybe for like the sports people, like maybe EA could you know get in on that with like you know the you know the various sports titles that they you know that they have all under their umbrella. But there there are a lot of companies where like I don't know how like bioware could pull this off i mean like mm. you know because you know they they only you know like bioware for example only comes out with a game like yeah. once
1: well maybe once maybe the definitely. answer then is, is that on the streaming service then um you just buy the game you yeah no exactly the game. So or that, that's rent the game i guess but i don't see anybody wanting to do that the way they do that with like you can rent the sd version or the hd version of a movie you know but like which
0: i oh god don't get me started on that nonsense yeah just it's like it's the same content just more pixels like why are you charging me more but yeah sorry. exactly, exactly, <laughs> that's, a, exactly. That, that's a soapbox i will not get on yeah no it
1: doesn't make me happy either i think you and i could probably do an entire episode on just that kind of silliness
0: but yeah so i, I feel you um uh so we've got uh we've got a uh, cal davis brings up a point like like the lego games is um is probably is probably one of the few developer um you know specific like with traveler's tales you know they come out with, with like two maybe three lego games a year sometimes yeah, and yeah. so so i could see them pulling it off but again it's you know it's they only do lego games and so you know i think it would need to be You know, like if they came out with two or three games a year, you know, so that's, that's 120 bucks, that's 10 bucks a month. Um, You know, I think so. I would need, I I think it would need to be less than the equivalent to buy those games for it to be worth it for most people. So if, you know, if traveler sales were to do something like this, I think it would need to be like in the six to eight dollars a month range for people to even consider it. Yeah,
1: probably so. Um, For me personally, I don't, I don't know that I would want to pay, I don't know that I would pay more than, 10 or $15 a month for a subscription service of the sort for any company, you know, like to me, 15 bucks is the top end. I can't do more. Yeah. I wouldn't. Yeah. Do $15, I would, right?
0: you know what? I, I don't know if you had considered this or if this, this is this, 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 it entered your, your thought process at all, but I would, I would probably consider doing like 50, like 15 to 20 games a month. If it was like, on the console level so like everything released for that console um you know like so like you know like xbox one everything that comes out with the xbox one yeah. 20 heck maybe even 25 dollars a month i could i could i could easily see that it's these yeah. per developer prices where i, I see them oh yeah no
1: it would absolutely just crush your wallet into tragic dust yeah yeah
0: because i mean unless unless you only care about one or two developers, or like, or something like that. I think it's, exactly. it's, you're gonna have a lot of problems there. Yeah, um, right. But, yeah, thanks, Scott, for the comment. Um, looking over at the Players Club, um, we have some responses here. Mitch Tayo. Uh, well, first, uh, Carlton, Mr. Carlton, null set, uh, put up a picture from the uh, the wonderfully historically accurate uh, movie Hackers. <laughs> uh, that's not accurate <laughs> at all. Um, with uh, him screaming, hack the planet out the window. So, yes, <laughs> probably. It um, so fucking terrible, man. It's so bad, but it's so good. Um, has Riftrax ever done um, uh, hackers? They should, if they no, have
1: No, we need to encourage them to do that. Yeah.
0: Mitch um, uh, Chayo says, I'd get bummed out every month when a game I was playing stopped being available, echoing John's sentiments earlier about yeah. licensing. Uh, Danny Wasco says, "I'd pay $20 a month for unlimited 720p games with no lag issues. I'd pay a premium for better quality." Now he did not qualify if that was on a console level or just a mm-hmm. developer level. I'm gonna yeah, guess yeah. at that price console level, but um, okay. But that's uh, that's his response. Um, uh, Mitch follows up and says, "Jokes aside, I probably wouldn't use a streaming gaming service. PS4 has one currently that I don't use." um mm-hmm. because my internet isn't fast enough and i wouldn't upgrade my plan just for gaming um th- that's another thing too it's like if you don't already have fast internet you then have to factor in the, the cost of yeah, getting the faster internet true. to support this in the first place change. so that's that stacks up um however mitch continues if a subscription-based service let you download full games which i guess is already being done on games with gold ps plus i'd play some some. I'd pay something like 60 bucks a year for it. Oh, I guess I am already. Yes, yeah, So am I, <laughs> which is an entirely different thing, um, which I, which I wholly support. Um, uh, Cal Davis. A um, uh, question to answer as multiple potential problems come from this. First, as Mitch said, I'd rather, I'd be rather upset when I'm in the middle of a game and it was no longer available. A uh, second, if it was, uh, if it was a constant stream constant play would be a major issue be it lag Yes, slower speeds at peak hours service interruptions. It just becomes a mess. Exactly
1: no, um, yeah.
0: Third if for some reason you cannot be online now you cannot play your game. That's another that's something we didn't even mention Which is also a very very good point. point um, uh, Fourth internet usage caps even if we capped it at 720p Gaming will uh, become quite a bit more expensive to do on a regular basis depending on your current internet plan um, also something we didn't mention and also very true. Um, fifth, if we are talking a full game download initially, would it be like a rental service? Uh, you can have one or two games out at a time, or would it be fill up your drive with games and play till you complete your ever-growing backlog? Um, I believe in, uh, in the scenario that we are contemplating, the games are all being run and um, stored remotely. You are just doing this Netflix-style streaming thing, so you wouldn't have anything stored locally um but that's you know another potential option um which is sort of a whole different thing because uh, you know what we we kind of we kind of touched on that a little bit before
1: yeah yeah yeah
0: um Currently given the state of internet plan speeds and the major different approaches that companies are taking for streaming services, I think it would need a major overhaul before I even considered a strictly stream based system of play. Exactly. Um, as for a fair <laughs> price, uh, given I probably spend 60 every month or so on a new game, I could see a flat rate, no additional cost for DLC, extra time, et cetera, of $50 a month. Wow. Being acceptable. That's so uh, that's the highest per month, uh, 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 fee that's that has been mentioned so far but given all of the various things put together and if it were on a console level and not a per developer level i could see i could you know i could see that being reasonable as well but all of those pieces that you just mentioned that cal i agree completely would yeah, need to yeah. be in place for
1: that to be reasonable yeah it's um, got to be worked out beforehand or it's just not going to work
0: absolutely uh Derek hansen says yeah it's such a weird hypothetical as it's completely not where gaming is now or could ever be Uh, That's all in caps. Um, There is no fair price because what if, uh, quotes, what if gaming was magically fascist and perfectly regulated is like (laughs) a (laughs) non-question. Yeah, that's true. Um, And then uh, Ricky Keller says, um, uh, I don't think a streaming service is as appropriate for games as it is for video. Uh, There are a lot of complications concerning games that are too much... Uh, that are too much to get into now, but it is much more difficult to provide a good experience with variable internet connection speeds When the internet becomes as reliable and consistent as electricity is then a simple on-off solution could be appropriate But That is a long way off Ricky. I think you and I are speaking the same language here um, I think a full game downloaded uh, He continues uh, download would be optimal as long as you can verify that your download can be used due to the current month's subscription uh, It would require far less internet connectivity than something like Netflix in my ideal solution Uh, It may require a temporary delay in new titles, the same as Netflix to work through. Uh, Three, he continues, I prefer the, the subscription plan to paying full price for all games, just like I do for Netflix and Spotify. Uh, and four, uh, 25 to $30 a month, I assume, seems appropriate for a game. Oh, yeah. Game monthly subscription costs. Base levels of Netflix are 8 to $10 or something, while new movie releases go for around 20 or so. Essentially, 40 to 50, forty to 50% of a new movie cost is their monthly subscription costs. $25 is 42% of $60. Makes enough sense to me. Uh, I like your math there, Ricky. And uh, as basically I've already said, agreed on all points. Um uh, he then adds, uh, "Also, this probably won't, wouldn't deter me from flat out owning games that I love." Basically, echoing John's sentiments. I think we're all basically saying the same thing here.
1: Uh, I do believe so, uh, in, in that roundabout way. Sure. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and then, um, while I pop into our email because I do believe, oh, I can just pull it up
2: right here. Did About I miss that, anything? Uh, oh, hey. Uh, we, I was waiting uh, to pop in, but you were, uh, I don't know where we're at in the show. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, it's Goat, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, hey. No, where, where are you at I right now? I am not podcasting and driving, I swear.
1: Uh, okay. I don't you, you, you heard you. it here first, folks. <laughs>
0: we've made it into the mailbag and um where we're um so just briefly um just so we can get you back to knots podcasting and driving um what is your general uh, idea of the concept of um of uh gaming basically going on a per developer um system of basically pay us x amount of dollars a month and you can stream all of our content you know uh you know uh, you know, but it, but it's in the style of like you know the PlayStation Access. I'm pretty sure that's what it's called. Where it's like it's being run and like like rendered remotely on another server, and it's streaming like Netflix is streaming. It's not like a download kind of a thing. Um, what are your thoughts on this whole concept?
2: Uh, it sounds great on paper. I don't think the technology and, and especially the <laughs> internet is up to the task at the moment. I think it's kind of circa VR 1993. Yeah.
1: Amazing.
0: Yeah, that sounds about right.
1: And yeah, you, um, you just missed the tail end of the conversation, but we were all pretty much uh, um, we we're all pretty much agreeing on the same thing.
0: Yeah, that the the internet needs to get a lot better and much more reliable, um, and um, and costs and costs on on the internet need to come down, and that um, that uh, um, the um, yeah, there's just
2: way too much interaction for current internet speeds for it yeah. to even be. Correct, and I mean, I mean, multiplayer right now is a little getting there, but it's not best. Yeah, that,
0: yeah,
1: that's no, for sure. So no, it, it still needs to work.
2: Yep.
0: Um, Goat, um, just kind of to kind of catch up a little bit here. Um, how how's your last week been? How, uh, what have you been up to? Uh,
2: not much. A Whole bunch of studio work, and then I had to go do this uh, villains thing in Columbus. That's about it. <laughs>
0: It's uh, it must be so refreshing that um, every single one of the members of vs for Villains stayed to make sure that you got out of there
2: okay, John. Every
1: single one. That's right.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I woke up this morning to find out that I'd lost uh, Flynn. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. You'd be like, what happened to him? He spontaneously combusted.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I-, I give John credit. He did. Ha- you know, we 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 had to give Charlie someone.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that is why I left early. Had it had it not and, been for the need to do the yeah. show, I would have I would have been coming on with nobody else. No, and yeah. trust me,
0: I appreciate it. Yeah, I mentioned Goat that before that I did the one episode by myself. Uh, like you know, uh, not this past November, but I think that November before, and it, it just did not go well. It was not good. It was not a good listen. Um, no, so it's, yeah, it's
2: it's not fun, <laughs> not at all.
0: Um, and uh Goat, have you have you been playing any games this last week?
2: Oh, um, I uh, I did something today actually that was very um, awesome. I uh, have every single puzzle piece on my 3DS now. Really?
1: You yep. junkie, you sick bastard.
2: That, you know, yes, I,
0: you, you've you've kind of apprised me a little bit of your progress over like the last year, year and a half or so, and I believe uh, my understanding is that that is a phenomenal accomplishment. I don't. Like, how many people do you, like, did you get, like, a? was there a lot of fanfare in the app when you completed all the puzzles? Like, what happened?
2: Uh, I put it up on Instagram. It just pretty much says, hey, you've done this, and then it gives you a gold star next to the puzzle game, and, like, you know, hey, good job. (laughs) Well, good. Um, I mean, they add puzzles, so it's not a permanent thing, but, yeah, currently right now I have 652 of, or 1652 of 1652 pieces.
0: Good Lord. Well, Congratulations. Um a round of applause all around. <laughs> good job, good.
2: Yeah. Um Suck. that's uh
0: that's that's impressive. Um but aside yes. from aside from that, have you been playing any games?
2: Um I've been playing a lot of Street Fighter 4 my DS for I have no no logical reason <laughs> from
0: from oh
2: from a bundle and I was uh, like, Humble well Bumble, yeah. yeah, I got it. Let's see what this is. And the damn thing's addicting. <laughs>
1: I have it. I'll play you. I'll fight you. You want to I'll get my you. ass handed to me.
2: Yeah, that's a good. That's a good job. Help your ego out. Good times, you will, yeah. you uh, fight me, man. But I've been playing that. Um, uh, what else have I been playing? More golf. I don't know. It's just so convenient to to do. All right. <laughs> and then um, that's Diablo, uh, and that's about it. It's I've been I'm working on a whole bunch of Iron Curtain stuff that I can't really talk about, but it's been taking up a lot of my time so
0: can you can you share and this is really just me asking for my own curiosity i'm going to put you on the spot here can you share it all in eta for when you think you might be able to talk about some of these things
2: uh right now for one of those iron curtain things 6 10 16's, uh plausible uh
0: july 10th of this year okay cool uh june 10th oh june 10th, june oh, 10th. right Six. Sorry. yes I, I, I can do i can do calendars um Yay. yes <laughs> So that's about all I can say. <laughs> all right, fair enough. Well, um, less uh, just a couple weeks to go on that, folks. Um, and uh, as that is almost certainly not the sound of road noise coming from Goat's connection. Um...
2: <laughs> no, no, it's just bad phone connection. It's it's rough here in this stationary object.
0: <laughs> well, yes. um, Goat, you also came in at a great time because I do have um the Songbird email in front of me here, which we'll we jump into. Look at that yeah so um I hop
2: in right when it's prevalent
0: exactly um so songbird asks uh this week uh dear pector Garden goat and fallon flynn which turned out to be accurate hooray yeah, um, is. <laughs> uh, mailbag answers hi look i know things like wi-fi compatible refrigerators exist but i have to <laughs> i have to eye roll every time i hear gaming should be digital in about five to ten years and etc you know who doesn't care the internet providers so unless the gaming industry has big plans to our current infrastructure, I wouldn't bother holding my breath for a physical, less gaming world. My God, we're all saying the same thing. We
1: are all saying (laughs) the same thing.
0: Before uh, before reading the following questions, I issue a challenge in honor of the late Alan Young. You Hmm. must now speak in a Scottish accent uh, until all questions are done. Um, I don't think I have a Scottish accent in me. John, do do you have a Scottish accent? Oh, yeah, John's got
1: one. (laughs) Oh, I've got a pretty good Scottish accent, really.
0: Okay, uh, John, you are now in charge of reading the rest of the songword email.
1: Delightful. Let me pull it up.
2: (laughs) It's like Russell Crowe and one of the Oasis guys. (laughs) (laughs) Mixed. (laughs) Charlie,
1: could you do me a favor, and could you forward that email to uh, my (laughs) personal email address for me, please?
0: I I will do that, John. And it's very hard to take you seriously right now, but I'm I'm going to do it. Um, This is the second time I've dealt with
2: this this weekend.
0: Thank you, John.
1: (laughs) I might have done it while I was out there, and you know, I was in Ohio. In the shit. (laughs) It's pretty good, you know. I think that's,
2: that's not that correct. This is this is awkward silence. Good good yay live forwarding.
0: Uh, GOAT, are you interested in Overwatch at
2: all? I probably would be if I would have played the beta that I intended to do but got too too late. Other than that, I don't really know much about it, but I don't I mean, they got that giant figure. In
0: LA. Yeah, we yeah we talked about those a bit. But um, can you remember the last time that a game has has? Uh, in in my opinion, this is one of the most successful video game marketing campaigns that we've seen in quite some time. Between like the shorts that they've been doing and the giant figures and um, just the cool like community stuff that they've been doing
2: with um, uh, we we, we yeah, on the offensive bot. Yeah. The I'm sorry, what that? The offensive bot. Yeah, they've been in them all and other points for marketing.
0: Yeah. yeah cool. <laughs> um. <laughs> But um, but yeah, do, can, can you remember the last time a game has been so successful in the marketing uh, in the marketing area?
2: Uh, oh
0: man, because
2: we we seem no, to, to talk about, have about the failed ones. I, I, yeah, yeah,
0: I, I think we're just I think we're saying the same thing. Yeah, we, we talk about marketing yeah. failures a lot. But um, yeah, actually I think
2: the last good one, the last real good one was probably Splatoon, with all the the, 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 the Amiibos they put out for it, and they oh, have like clothing sure. line stuff like that.
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah
1: I believe. I look, I believe
0: All right. Um. Um. Uh. uh Jonathan, uh, go ahead.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> this horrible. See I can't do accents. I'm sorry.
1: Jonathan. So, so <laughs> the the first question was, why don't ducks wear pants? I, what? Okay. So the the question comes from the fact that Alan Young passed. Alan Young was the voice of Scrooge McDuck. Oh right. That's ah. right. So um, why don't ducks wear pants?
0: Because they would just get wet when they go swimming.
1: Go. Okay.
2: Uh what a dad joke doesn't say because they would become foul.
1: Good, <laughs> we that's the worst I've ever get fired.
2: <laughs> it's not good. Oh god.
1: Is we we hadn't filled our quota for the week for the dad joke, so very good. Um the next question is if there was a Scottish knockoff version of a game, which would you play and how would it be different?
2: Oh wow. Scottish um, knockoff.
0: Well,
1: um, I it, I would play, it, it'd be like Gears of War, only it would be Kilts of War, and uh, <laughs> the game would be exactly the same, only it's a bunch of big, angry, burly men with three trunk legs running around in a, a manly skirt. Yeah. Uh-huh. Kil, kilts of War, that's all I got.
2: Alright, alright. That's good, that's good. Uh, what do you I, got, Charlie?
0: I'm doing my best to come up with a, with a gaming title pun relating to Haggis, but I just can't think of one. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, like I, 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 the best I can come up with and it's it's horrible but the best I can come up with is like like Metal Gear Haggis and I don't even know what that would be no,
2: no that, I don't yeah
1: I don't. <laughs> no that would be you know it'd be it'd be a giant like you know bipedal Haggis no it'd be like uh but like you know bipedal like that but wearing a kilt <laughs> <laughs> you know Metal Gear Haggis uh... is the latest one you know Oh and wow! Really big bagpipes, and when it squeezes them out of the tubes, comes rockets. You know.
0: Oh, uh, goat! I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna softball you an easy answer. Um, because <laughs> okay. me think of one. Um, it would be um, it would be Rock Band Five, the the bagpipe edition.
1: Oh, that's true.
2: Wow, yeah. Yeah, that'd be uh annoying and interesting. <laughs> <laughs> and then. I was the, thinking more of. Um, more of a, a Scottish knockoff of uh, Saints Row?
1: Like
0: in Scotland?
1: S- Scotland With- is not a place.
2: Uh, Scottish jokes. <laughs> <laughs> sure it is. I don't know what you're talking about.
1: Okay, and then the last question is, well, it's not a question. It's more of a demand. <laughs> Design a duck-based game. Good luck.
0: Design duck. Based. Um, so uh, I'm, I'm imagining in. a, a retro-styled game, um, you know, like like 8-bit graphics, um, and uh, it would be like a hunting game. So you'd have some sort of plastic gun peripheral, and um, there would be ducks flying around on the screen, and you would shoot them, and uh, with with this plastic gun. Um, that's entirely my idea, and nobody can take it.
1: I can't help but feel as though you're full of shite. <laughs> 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 no, no. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna run with that idea, but I'm going a, I'm a, I'm a flip it. So, um, my my take on on duck hunt would be instead of duck hunt, it would be called Soviet duck hunt, um, where <laughs> you're playing the duck hunting the people because in Soviet Russia, the duck hunts you. Oh. Uh, <laughs> wait. wait, wait uh, how did
2: we go? I, I, okay. All right. Cool. Everything's really close over there, Charlie. You can get from Scotland to Russian seven hours.
1: Yes. That's true. Okay. That's right.
0: And I guess just because we're reading the questions in a Scottish accent, the answers don't have to be related to Scotland, so no. To... no, 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 no.
2: <laughs> Just the guy reading. I'm, uh, I'm just gonna keep saying
0: I'm just gonna keep saying Scotland.
1: I'm I'm covering all the bases. Go ahead. Um,
0: <laughs> all right. Uh goat, do you have
1: one?
2: Uh yeah, I kinda want a VR game of that uh of the ducks that you pull out of the pond and win stuff from the fair. Oh
0: the little the the, the, the oh yeah, 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 okay. Yeah.
2: All right. But but it'd be um but what but then it would turn into if you oh, pick the wrong duck it would be um uh, keep talking and no one explodes because you'd you'd have to defuse the duck
0: oh that took a twist <laughs> <laughs>
2: okay
0: all right I can um I can support this idea. <laughs>
1: Um, I think I think we've answered all the questions, so I'm not going to talk like this anymore. <laughs> you your puppets, you're very good
0: at it, John. So hey. I, I kind of want you to because it's kind of sexy.
2: But um, oh, you. I appreciate. It. So <laughs> oh, we're, I happen
1: to be wearing a kilt this evening. So,
2: <laughs> um, what the hell's Charlie's bottom third? Uh,
0: it's uh, not working. The because... internet. Needed. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, but um, so thank you very much, Songbird, for your email this week. Um, I'm glad that all three of us were here to answer it, and um, also thank you to everybody else—the lots and lots of people that responded to our mailbag question this week. Um,
2: so before yes, we all can... of you, I didn't know it responded. Great job. Yes. Right. Um, so uh,
0: before we continue on, um, uh, just uh, getting into um, the kind of stuff that we have that we'd like to share coming up this week, um, I have something that's somewhat time sensitive. Um, at 10:48 p.m. Central Time, so in just under an hour now. I will be assuming my reign as king of Sensible Castle. And um, if you uh, if you go to, um, I think it's, uh, let me verify the URL, but I believe it's who's the king right now.com. Um, you will be able to see my decrease. Who is, yeah, who is the king right now.com. Um, this is not a made up thing, to be very clear. This is something related to this past um, Cards Against Humanity Christmas promotion that they did, where you send them like 15, 20 bucks or whatever it is, and then they send you stuff um and um all of the gifts this year were sensible themed and the very final gift was that every single person who went in on this deal gets to actually be be, be, be uh, appointed king of a castle in Ireland for a total of 3 minutes um and so my my turn as the as the, <laughs> as, the, as, the as the lord as the king of sensible castle is coming up tonight at 10:48 p.m. central and if you go to whoisthekingrightnow.com which you can do at any time and see whoever the current ruler is um i'm king for three minutes and um in each of those minutes you will be able to see what my three decrees are and um (laughs) as, as far as i understand it those decrees um and until they are um you know replaced by competing decrees um our law in this castle uh you know uh, you know so to speak so um so so yes if anybody is bored at 10 48 p.m uh whoisthekingrightnow.com and you'll be able to see my three decrees. and then you can also come in after the fact click a little thing up in the corner and see all the previous rulers and what their decrees were but um literally and actually tonight three minutes i will be a king so I'm very excited about that. Um, the other kind of little thing that um, I've actually been doing for a few weeks now that, but I've completely failed to mention on this podcast is that um, I, I mentioned before when I was going to do it, but I never mentioned I actually started is that um, uh, I have mentioned a few times uh, my old, 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 like 11 year old band called Flame Theory. And we put out an album and um, there, are, and I did a couple songs after the fact, um, some by myself and some collaborating with some friends of mine um, that um, that were not really available anywhere on the internet and i've been fixing that um approximately one a week except for when i've been away on vacations and things like that um on a soundcloud account under flame theory so if you are at all interested in hearing what this old music of mine sounded like um you can go to uh soundcloud.com backslash flame theory and um and uh the first uh, the first four or five tracks off of our, our our one and only full-length album are up there and um uh, and uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, to be clear, they're not good. <laughs> they don't sound very good. Um, we were, um, um, you know, it's, uh, I was very much a novice at writing song lyrics. So some of the songs are way too wordy. Um, but um, there's, uh, there, there's, but there, there's, there are definitely some things about some of the tracks that I, you know, aspects here and there that I, I think are, you know, are are I feel are, are well are good enough to make them worth listening to if you're if you're at all curious and uh, I will be going through and releasing the entirety of Jaeger shot which was a physical release and then I did a couple other singles that um, that I never released I played for friends but that's about it that I will actually be releasing once I get through the album and, and so on and so forth so um just sort of reminiscing about uh, that time in my life and uh, so yeah if you're interested like I said sound boundcloud.com theory. And um, yeah, those are those are my things. Aside from being absent next week, as I mentioned at the top of the show for Midwest Brony Fest, I will be down in Kansas City um, with uh, Bronies Barbecue and Boulevard Brewing Company. That's a hurry for alliteration. And um, and then two weeks following that, I will be at MLP MSP um, in Minneapolis, St. Paul, Minnesota. And then I have a big old con break until uh, the last weekend in October. And so thank God um, and uh, we will also programming note be announcing our E3 plans uh, hopefully very soon here because it is uh, it is it, uh, it is coming up um, we are but, weeks um, away man yeah so um, uh, but yeah so that's everything on my side of things um, Goat uh, so we can let you go back to being uh, you know uh, safe on the road what do you have coming up anything <laughs> you'd like
1: to share
2: Uh, yeah Iron Curtain 2016 <laughs> got it got it yep, cool yep. And, hashtag it uh, man <laughs> uh, and then whatever John's going to say after this, probably. Um,
1: I I am largely taking this week to do nothing related to working in the world of entertainment or school. Now that it's out, I actually haven't had a chance to relax since uh, uh, the semester ended. So I'm I'm this week I ain't doing shit, fucking hanging out. Um, but after that, that that's that's going to end very quickly because we are playing Anime Midwest. Uh, in July, the weekend of uh, July, I think it's eighth, ninth, um, yeah. Yeah, and tenth. Um, this is big. This is a big deal. Um, I was told this weekend that um, if this number is true, pre-registration for that event is looking at already seventeen thousand people. Wow. Um, yeah. And so it's going to be a big event. There's going to be a lot of people there. We are. I'm, Putting it out there right now for everyone to hear. Those new costumes and the show and everything we've been talking about is going to debut at Anime Midwest. We're new co- the last time the Fallon Flynn suit that you guys have known that last night was probably the last time I will wear that suit for a very very long time It's likely being retired after last night. Um, and uh, so you'll and, and nobody will ever jokingly. Confused me for an Assassin's Creed character again. Thank God. <laughs> so, um, yes, I—that's I, new show, new costumes. Been talking about it for a long time, and we're about to go into overdrive on making that a reality. Um, also, it looks as though um, I'm throwing this out there to the world too. Unless something goes wrong, if we can pull it off right, um, we're going to play uh, our entire second, as yet unreleased album from start to finish, Murder in the Art, at that event as well. So tracks you guys haven't even heard, you've only heard about half of it. Um, at live shows. We're gonna play shit you guys have never heard, and then probably some of the stuff that you do know already too. It's been like an hour, an hour and a half long set. So it's gonna be it's gonna be cool, man. It's gonna be a fun show. That's it. Otherwise any shit going on this week. Thank God.
0: Okay. And then uh that was July eighth through tenth for anime. Midwest, Midwest, that, correct. That's
1: correct. That's you know- gonna be
0: uh, apologies if you mentioned this. Do you know which night you guys are playing? Is it Friday or um, Saturday? I believe it's
1: Friday. Yeah, Friday. we'll double check. It, it, usually it's either Friday or Saturday, but I don't think they've posted the schedule yet for either. As soon as they do, I'll, uh, I'll update everybody and let them know when we're going to be on.
0: Awesome uh cool then um i believe that's uh that's everything um is uh, john was there anything that you heard out of this episode that you think would make a good mailbag question for next week or do you want to talk about it after the fact
1: um let's talk about it after the fact uh just because nothing nothing in particular stood out to me this week cool.
0: all right um okay so, uh, let's keep so it yeah well you know um you don't, you weren't here for the whole show dang it <laughs> <laughs> um so nothing um, stuck
2: out to me either thanks for asking charlie
0: Goat, did anything from the show stick out to you as being a good mailbag question for next week?
2: Uh, Who are we going to have fill in for Charlie next week? (laughs) Sure,
0: we'll go with that. (laughs) Um, There may be another mailbag question, but uh, if you guys have any suggestions for a guest host to take my place next week, uh, let us know. Um, But... (laughs) um aside from that keep an eye on our social media feeds for a likely other mailbag question um with all that being said um thank you very much for watching for listening for participating and commenting and all the fun stuff um if you let me just make sure there are no q a questions that i did not get to there are not so um uh with all that being said if you like what you heard you can find us at gamerheadradio.com at facebook.com backslash gamerheadradio at twitter.com uh, uh, at gamerheadradio.com, where I am T E K Charlie, John is at the Fallon Flynn, and Goat is at Sir Goatsworth. You can also find us at googlecom backslash plus gamerhead radio. Um, download the official Gamerhead Radio app on uh, Google Play on Android devices, or you can subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, uh, YouTube, SoundCloud, um, uh, uh, Brain Just Broke, or with your podcast downloader of choice. Um, uh, you can uh, email us at editors at gamerheadradio.com or call, le- call us and leave us a voicemail at 94926gamer. Um, uh, one last time, thank you very much for watching and listening. Uh, this has been episode 168 of Gamerhead Radio. Um, oh, you want to know what's crazy? Um, one of the guests at Everfree Northwest—I um, I, forgot—I was going to mention this just because it's 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 relevant. Um, um, uh, my brain is uh, God, my brain is so fried. Um, one of the guests of Brian Drummond—he um, was one of the guests there because he has vo- voiced a couple um, a couple of minor pony characters. And so I talked to him and I said, um, just out of curiosity, um, I don't know how, how often you talk to Chris uh, Sabbath but. Um, or Spot, excuse me. Um, I, I believe that's how Chris pronounced his last name. Sabat, oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah. 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 Um, I, I don't know how often you talk to him, but have you by any chance talked to him in the last couple of months? And did he by any chance mention a podcast that he was on and like, you know, was a fantastic, like, you know, had, had, a, had a fantastic drunken time at it? And he was like, you know, I actually think he did. I was just like, yeah, that was my podcast. He's like, you're kidding, and so like he, like, like word had of us had actually gotten back to the other Vegeta, Um, (laughs) which I thought thought was pretty cool. That's Um, amazing. The other interesting thing that I learned um, is that apparently, no con, and this this boggles my mind. No con has ever had both Vegetas as guests. They've never like, like, like uh, Brian Drummond and. Oh yeah, I mean that makes sense. Yeah, well, it's
1: just but, mouse madness, man.
0: Yeah, no, I don't think it makes sense at all. I think having both of them there, and um, and Brian said as much. He's like, I would absolutely love to do a con together, both me and Chris, and even maybe the Japanese Vegeta. Have all three of us there. Oh,
1: that would be and,
0: right. Like, do have a panel with all three of us. I mean, that just sounds like an awesome time. And I, I, ca- I, I, can, I cannot understand why no con has ever done this. So, I will be um putting that, uh, putting that idea in uh in uh, Corey's ear. Amazing, um, I think that's um, that is a gigantic
2: um, a Vegeta three-way. That sounds like a great idea.
1: Okay. yeah, I know, right?
0: But um no, I th- I thought it was I thought it was cool that um you know maybe, maybe I mean it's entirely possible he was just being cordial. He was like, of course I've heard of you when he has no freaking idea. But um you know the the the, the idea that,
2: uh, that yeah, he's, uh he's probably texting Sabbath right now saying stop dropping my name. Yeah, <laughs> I have weird bearded Ben coming up to me and asking if I've heard things.
0: Yeah. <laughs> But, um, but yeah, no, that was cool. Also a very cool guy too. Um, I would love to, uh, love to have, uh, lo- love to talk to him more, but that was, it was a, it was a ridiculously busy weekend.